This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hegestilianos. As a teaching pastor for more than 35 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. Welcome to our last day of broadcast for this first week of Pastor Ray's two-week special series entitled, Warring Against the Pandemic of 2020. These are pastors' selected Sunday messages taught to an isolated and often confused congregation in need of special encouragement as the result of the shutdown of churches during the coronavirus pandemic. Based on his oft-quoted definition of godly hope, the joyful, confident, favorable expectation of things to come, in this powerful message, Pastor reminds his listeners that their faith to see this pandemic come to a quick end will soon become stagnant without hope also operating in their lives. Faith without hope is merely hopeless faith and will produce nothing. Because our faith will bring to life whatever it is we are hoping for, especially in this time of pandemic fear, more than anything, the devil wants to kill our hope. So Pastor asks, how's your hope doing today? So faith is the joyful, confident, favorable expectation of things to come. And right now, when we're in the midst of this COVID uh, crisis, Uh, To some, it may not seem like there's any hope. There isn't any joyful, confident, favorable expectation of things to come. Well, one of the reasons why you may not be experiencing hope is because you're still lamenting over things that happened maybe last week or two weeks ago or three weeks ago. Hope never looks backwards. Hope is not something uh, that's given to us uh, or, or works by looking backwards. Hope always looks to the future. It's the joyful, confident, favorable expectation of things to come, not things that have happened. One of the greatest, one of the greatest things the enemy is trying to do in, the, in this day that we live right now, one of the things he's trying to do more is to dash people's hopes. Because if he can kill your hope, he can stagnate your faith. If he can kill your hope of a better tomorrow, if he can kill your hope that you're going to get a better job, if he can kill your hope that you're going to get through this sickness and you're going to be okay, if he, if he can kill your hope that you're going to get through this and your, your house is not going to sustain any COVID, if he can get you all fearful and all worried and kill your joyful, confident, favorable expectation of things to come, then he's got your faith in stagnant. He's got your faith in, in a standstill. So it's so important for us to, to, to realize that we've more than anything, we got to keep our hope alive. I'm looking to tomorrow because hope is always in the future. It's not the past. That's why you get messed up. You're living in the past. Don't live in the past. What happened, happened. Stop lamenting over it. Know that there is a future. Know that there is a tomorrow. Know that this is going to pass. Know that God hasn't forgotten about you. Know that God's hand of protection is still on you. Know that God is the same God yesterday, today, and forever. He will be there no matter what. God has promised that he will never leave you nor forsake you. So we may be going through something. We may be having to endure some of this, but the end result is that if we keep our joyful, confident, favorable expectation of things to come alive and strong and powerful, then I'm going to tell you what, our faith is going to kick in and our faith is going to bring to pass the very things that we are believing God for. So I say, you know, wherever you are, whatever you're going through, how's your hope doing? 
The enemy wants to tell you, well, it's not going to be life as normal. Well, let me tell you what, life has never been normal. It's always been abnormal. Everybody is abnormal. The whole world, the whole stinking world is abnormal. What's normal is that we walk by faith and not by sight. We are people that have joyful, confident, favorable expectation of things to come, whether there's COVID or no COVID, flu or no flu, whether the stock market is up or down, this way or that way, no matter what's going on around us in the world, we are people of great faith because we are people of great hope. We have joyful, confident, favorable expectation of what is yet to come, no matter what the circumstances say, no matter what the world says, no matter what the economy says, no matter what the scientists say, no matter what the government says, we, we are in this world, but we are not of this world. We are under a different, a different authority. Our authority is from heaven. Our authority comes from God himself. That's why we can boldly declare that God will perfect those things which concern me. The world has concerns and they don't know what to do. People that don't know Jesus, people who don't have knowledge of the word of God, they're falling apart today. Their hearts are failing from fear of things to come upon the earth, just like the Bible says, because they do not have a relationship with the living God. They do not know how to walk by faith. They don't know how to trust God. They don't know how to fight when the, when, when the trouble comes, when the devil begins to, to, to you know, make, make war against them. They they don't know how to stand their ground. That's what we've been created for. We've been created for such a time as this to show the world how we believers stand against this and stand on top of our circumstances. And we come out the other side totally unscathed by uh, what's going on around us. I'm not going to be like the world. I'm not going to walk around with fear. I may have to wear a mask because they tell me I have to wear a mask. And it's probably prudent to do so to protect myself and protect others. But uh, I'm going to wear the mask. I'm going to do it, but I'm not going to have a sad face under that mask. My face is filled with the joy of God. My heart is filled with joy because I know that 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 God will never leave me nor forsake me. My future is bright. My, my tomorrows are going to be better than any of my yesterdays, no matter what's going on in this world. Let me remind you of Proverbs uh, chapter 13 and verse 12. And it says, hope deferred makes the heart sick. But when the desire comes, it is a tree of life. So I like that first part. I'm just going to take a sip of water. It says hope deferred is what makes the heart sick. So it's the loss of hope that's going to cause you to go down the tubes, right? I'm going to keep saying it. I've been saying it. I'm going to keep saying it. Turn off the TV. Shut down the news. Put it on. You want to be up to date. I understand. I do it. I put it on for a half hour, whatever it is. Whatever it is. Shut it down. Fill your house with praise and worship. Fill your house with Bible reading. Fill your house with prayer. Call somebody else and encourage them and pray with them. Call somebody else and read them a scripture or two. Do something that will benefit your spiritual growth. And don't just be like the world, church. And I, and I, I you know, I, I, I hate to say it, but so many times there are so many Christians that are churchy on Sunday and worldly the other six days of the week. Don't be like that. Rise above it. Be different. Be what God's called you and created you to be. Be a person of great strength and boldness and courage right now. Be a person of great faith and keep your hope strong because if you do, your faith will have something to grab hold of. And I'm, I'm telling you, I'm believing with all of my heart 
that our faith is going to produce some of the greatest results for the world to see. I'm getting ready for the testimony. I'm getting ready for the testimony in my own life of what God did when we were all sheltered and separated and divided and the enemy trying to divide us. And, and really, you know, part of this whole plan was not to just kill people. That's bad. But part of this whole plan of the enemy called COVID-19 was to try to shut down the church try to divide us, try to separate us. But the church is growing stronger than ever. We may be separated, but we are not apart. <laughs> we, may, we, may be, we may be, you know, or you might even say it the other way, be apart, but we're not separate. However you look at it, even though we're not together, we are together. We are the most together group that the, that the devil has ever seen. Man, you can't shut down the church, man. You close our doors, we'll go on the internet. You, you shut down the internet, we'll figure something else out. We're going to be together. We're going to preach the gospel. We're going to love each other. We're going to encourage each other. We're going to do the work of God, whether we do it together, we do it apart, whether we do it on the internet or we do it some other way. Nothing is going to stop the work of God. For the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. First uh, Thessalonians chapter 1 and verse 3 says, and Paul just gives us one little verse of scripture, but it's so powerful. And he says, remembering without ceasing, he's talking about him and those around him, remembering without ceasing, talking to the Thessalonians, your work of faith, your labor of love, and your patience of hope. So what we see are three these three things working together. We know in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, it says, now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. And he says the greatest of these is love. Now, now let's refer to, um, let's go to, let's just talk about 1 Corinthians for a minute. The greatest of these is love. Now, I learned after, you know, studying this and paying attention to the teachers out there and praying about this, that I don't think the Bible means that love is somehow greater than faith and hope, you know, in the sense that, there's something more powerful about it. I think they're all powerful, but I think that love is the greatest motivator. In other words, everything we do ought to be motivated by love. Our everything that our faith seeks to produce and every hope that we have ought to be motivated by a heart of love. In other words, I want a better future, not just because I want a better future. I want to be empowered that I might be able to bless and help somebody else. I want prosperity. My joyful, confident, favorable expectation of things to come would be to prosper and to abound and to accomplish and to achieve more financially in my life, not just for me, so that I can share that with others and be there ready to provide for someone or bless someone and most certainly provide for the kingdom of God and the work of God. So love in that respect is the greatest motivator and ought to be the greatest motivator in our life, but it's not greater than faith and hope. They all need each other and work together. And Paul points that out here in 1 Thessalonians. He says, he, he, get, he points it out as the work of faith, the labor of love, and the patience of hope. So we see that work is, uh, faith is doing the work, love is the motivator, call, call, talking about the labor of love. And the patience of hope. Hope is the future. We've got to be patient of, for things that are yet to come. But we hold them out there. So faith is the producer. Love is the motivator. And hope is what keeps it all going in our life. Let me say it again. Faith is the producer. Hope, uh, love is the motivator. And hope keeps it all going, keeps it all moving in our life. So if you lose your hope, guess what? Your faith is going to lie stagnant. It's not going to work. So you've got to keep your hope alive, especially in this day that we live 
more important than ever. Keep your hope alive. Romans 4, God speaking to Abraham. I love these verses because we learn so much about faith and hope and how they work. So it says here, um, for the promise that he, being Abraham, would be the heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. For if those who are of the law are heirs, faith is made void and the promise made of no effect. Because the law brings about wrath, for where there is no law, there is no transgression. Therefore, it is of faith that it might be according to grace, so that the promise might be sure to all the seed. Notice it's sure to everyone through the righteousness of faith. Um, not only to those who are of the law or the Jews, but also to those who are of the faith of Abraham. Anyone who would come in by faith to God would be involved in this promise that God made to Abraham, who is the father of us all. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations in the presence of him who believed. Now, I love this verse. God who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. Praise God. Now listen, I want you to pay attention to these verses now. Verse 18. I love the Word of God. I'm just so excited about being able to preach and to deliver the Word of God uh, to all of you. So it says here, now listen, who contrary to hope, in hope believed. So let's just stop right there. I, I just love those that one partial sentence of this, this verse. Who contrary to, let's use my definition, joyful, confident, favorable expectation of things to come, who contrary, in other words, the circumstances didn't look good because he was old, his wife was old, they were past the age of bearing a son, and God had told them that they would bring forth a child and talk about an impossible situation, but God said that it would be. And it says, contrary to, you know, having a joyful, how can this be? How, old oh man, old oh woman, how are we going to bring forth a kid? Contrary to joyful, confident, favorable expectation, in joyful, confident, favorable expectation, believed. In hope, he used his faith. Or with hope, he used his faith. So his hope is saying, looking to the future, saying, okay, if you said it, God, then I'm just going to keep believing for it. His faith saying, God, you said it, therefore, I'm just going to stand believing that it's going to come to pass. And the two came together and it produced the results of them bringing forth their child. So who contrary to hope believed so that he became the father of many nations. And I, let me just, let me go back to this. Who contrary to hope, in hope believed so that he became, so that he became. Against the odds, he still maintained faith, held out hope, and he became. Held out hope, maintained his faith, and he became. Hold it, listen, pay attention to what I'm saying here. Listen to what I'm saying. Against the odds, he held out hope, he stood in faith, and he became. You can plug your name in here. I'm plugging my name in here. Against the odds, against all hope, in hope, in faith, I continue to believe. Believe, 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 and I become. I become. I get what I'm believing for. Whoa, glory to God. I hope somebody got a hold of that. Who contrary to hope in hope believed or used his faith so that he became the father of many nations. Wow, faith gave him the victory. Faith brought about, brought to reality the hope. Faith is what brought about the, the promise that God had given to him. Faith, you know, and the hope working together is what brought it to a reality. That's why you read something from this book. You read the promises of God. You ought to get excited about it. You ought to say, praise God. If God said it, I believe it and I'm going to have it in my life. I'm 
may not see it today. I may not see it tomorrow. It may not be next week. It might not even be a year from now. But God, I'm just going to maintain my hope and I'm going to maintain my faith. My hope is looking for it. My faith is believing for it. The two are coming together and bam, it's going to become. It's going to become a reality in my life. Come on, throw me some amens up there. Praise God. So it says, according to what was spoken, so shall your descendants be. And not being weak in faith. Now, listen, let's just pay attention to this for a minute because I want to give you some points. Uh, Everyone's telling me I need to preach longer, so I'm doing it. I hope it's okay. But it says in being weak and not being weak in faith, not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body, didn't consider his own body already dead since he was about 100 years old and the deadness of Sarah's womb. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God and being fully convinced that what he had promised, he was also able to perform. Seven things that Abraham did to maintain hope and to keep hope alive. And that's what you and I need to do. Number one, he purposed to maintain hope even in a hopeless situation. Very appropriate for where we are right now. You've got a purpose that you're going to keep your hope alive. You look to tomorrow, you look to it through the eyes of what God's word says. That's why you got to shut down the boob tube. You got to shut down the news. Got to, got to, got to. You got to come out of it and rise above it. You got to pick yourself above uh, all that the world is talking about right now. Keep remembering we are in this world, but we're not of this world. We operate, operate by a different set of rules. You know, I mean, we got to obey the rules of the land, but we don't operate in these rules. We operate in spiritual. We don't operate in natural rules. We operate, we live in, in, under spiritual rules and with spiritual rules, God's rules. All right. So he maintained hope even in a hopeless situation. Number two, he was not weak in faith. You got to build up your faith. How are you going to build your faith? Well, if you've been in this church for any period of time, you know how you build up your faith. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You've got to, you got to read the book. That's why, you know, I get up in the morning. The first thing I do is read my Bible. I read my Bible. I pray. I spend time with the Lord. I think about verses. I, you know, every day is different, but some days I declare my future. Some days I thank God for my past. Some days I do both. Pray for others, you know, but but every day I'm, I'm trying to keep my faith strong by shutting down the news sources and shutting down the complaints. I don't want to be around people that are moaning and groaning right now. I want to be around faith people. So he was not weak in his faith. I don't know what he did. The Bible doesn't say, you know, who he hung out, out with or what he did, but he whatever it was. He did what he had to do to keep his faith strong. And you and I need to do what we need to do to keep our faith strong. So he, he was not weak in faith. He did not consider his own body. Wow. His own insufficiency. You know, let's talk about three and four because it says he didn't consider his own body. He did not consider the deadness of Sarah's womb. That's three and four. I had them as separate, but let's put them together this morning. And let's just put it together to say this, that in our case, we're not considering the events that are going on right now, the situation that's before us right now. He, he didn't consider those things. And we shouldn't consider those things. He didn't consider that, you know, um, this virus is spreading and people are dying and people are saying so he didn't consider it. He, he just he just kept his hope that God said God's word says, therefore, my joyful, confident, favorable expectation is that I'm going to have exactly what God has declared. And now his faith comes in and his faith works together with it. And he becomes 
And that's what's going to happen to us. We're going to become, we're going to have, we're going to create. It's, whatever we are, whatever hope we have out there, coupled with our faith, is going to produce. So he didn't consider his own body. We shouldn't consider our natural situation right now, nor did he consider the deadness of Sarah's womb. Shouldn't consider anything that's going on right now. We live above the circumstances. Hallelujah. So number five, he did not waver at the promise. And I like what the Amplified Version says, doubtingly question. He did not waver at the promise. See, he kept his hope alive and he kept his faith alive. So Abraham didn't waver at the promise. See, and that's how you, that's how you keep your you keep your faith strong, keep that hope really strong. And, and let me say this before I go on to uh, my last two points here. Um, you know, the way you're going to keep your your faith really strong is staying in the Word, eating and feeding upon the Word of God. That is so so important uh, to to know that the only way that you're going to build your faith is by the Word of God. That's it. I think we said it a little while ago, but I think it bears repetition again. That's what's going to keep you um, strong and keep you alive. So he did not waver at the promise, keeping his faith really, really strong. All right, number six. He was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. He was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. So one of the one of the strengthening uh, principles that I find in this is learning how to just give glory to God, give praise to God, declare who God is, declare who God is over your life, declare who God is over your business, declare who God is, right? The Bible says Jesus is Lord over all. So declare over your finances, over your home, over your health, <clears throat> over your business, <clears throat> over your future, that God is, is Lord over all, that Jesus is Lord over all. So he was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. So this is part of the principle. Shut down the news, put on the praise and worship music. Start giving God the glory. You say, well, you don't understand, Pastor. I'm, I, you know, I'm, I, I lost my job. I don't have any money. Give glory to God. Don't thank him for being broke. We don't thank God for all circumstances. We thank him in all circumstances. So in this circumstance, that's what the Bible says, in this circumstance, I'm going to give him glory. I'm going to pray and I'm going to praise and I'm going to worship. I'm going to say, God, I know you've got a future for me. I know you haven't forgotten me. I'm just going to stand and I'm going to wait. Because one of the things that I think we'll talk about this next time we're together is that all of this is, is held together by another spiritual principle. I don't know if we'll talk about it, but maybe. This, this is all held together by another principle called patience. you got to be patient, right? As God works things out in your behalf. So he was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. So make sure that you are praising. Make sure you're worshiping. Make sure you put on that praise. I put it on all day. You know, I have it on all day and I listen to all kinds of praise and worship music and um, singing, praising, worshiping, having a good time with the Lord and keeping my faith strong and rising above this. I got to be reminded every day that I'm in this world, but I, I don't, I don't, I'm not of this world. I'm here for a period of time, but I walk, I walk by a higher, I walk by the principle of faith, which is much higher principle than this world can even understand. All right. And then number seven, it says he was fully convinced that God could and would perform it. And you've got to be fully convinced that God can perform this. He can and he will. Um, whatever your hope is, whatever you are believing God for, he can perform it and he will bring it about in your life. 
Tune in again Monday afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors. If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. If you simply want to sow a gift into the work of the MTC radio ministry, go to livingwordchurch.org and and click on the Give Online Radio Ministry tab. Or send your check to MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Pastor Ray invites you to visit Living Word Church in person or via their weekly live stream broadcast Sunday mornings at 11 a.m. But before we go, here's a final word from Pastor Ray. This is Pastor Ray Hegistilianos. It's always a privilege to share the life-saving, life-changing Word of God with you, our listeners. And today, as always, I trust that these messages are impacting your life in a very positive way. Remember that as life's challenges come, we are more than conquerors. This has been More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray Hegistilianos and is provided by Living Word Christian Church, White Plains, New York.